Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thanks for joining us for the Pharmacy Leadership Podcast. Our discussion for this podcast series focuses on leadership topics within pharmacy practice, including the business of pharmacy, development of leadership skills, career transitions, and more. My name is Vicki Vasiliga, Director of the Clinical Specialist Scientist Section here at SHP, and I'll be your host for today's episode. With me today is Doug Slane, Professor of Clinical Pharmacy of Infectious Diseases and the School of Pharmacy Global Affairs Liaison at West Virginia University and is Chair of the Clinical Specialist and Scientist Section here at SHP. Thanks so much for joining us today, Doug. Thanks, Vicki. It's great to be here to talk about this topic with you today. So I've actually had the fortune of knowing Doug for a very long time, um, and I've been wanting to sit down and chat with him about his leadership experiences, particularly those on the international stage, for quite some time now. So Doug, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your international experiences? Yeah, sure, Vicki. Uh, so I'm an infectious disease specialist, as, as you've mentioned already, in our university hospital and at our clinic. Uh, mainly the outpatient infectious disease clinic, which is really more of an HIV clinic. Also, though, I've had a lot of experience in pharmacy over, over my many years in pharmacy. So I, I had bring some practice experience from uh, ambulatory care, hospital, community, uh, even managed care, and of course, clinical and, and academic. And uh, I think all of those past experiences really helped me uh, in my job that I have now here at the university and at the university hospital, uh, clearly helps me with my roles working with organizations like ASHP. And I also find a lot of value in those experiences when I interact with our international partners and individuals in other countries. In terms of, of the kind of work that I've done internationally, it's been pretty broad-based. Um, so I'll, I'll just kind of list off a couple things. I've been a, a preceptor, so I've actually precepted uh, students in, in other countries for WVU. I've served as a consultant in, uh, in multiple trips for different roles, of course. Uh, either some people are looking for consultation about uh, developing clinical pharmacy skills or antimicrobial stewardship or anti-infective management uh, or sometimes a combination of the two. Those have been some of the main consultant roles that I've had. Uh, I've also received uh, a Fulbright scholarship many years ago to work on a big project in India, and that was a really great experience for me, and it really got me uh, very, very charged into doing more and more in the international space. Um, I've also been a volunteer for um, outreach, so I was part of some hurricane relief with Hurricane Maria when it hit Puerto Rico and served as a pharmacist with medical teams there. And that was, that was a really great, fulfilling experience. I've been an invited speaker in many countries. And usually when you give a, a speech at an international meeting, you tend to be invited to work with them, give them feedback about you know, their, their hospitals, uh, talk to key people at their, um, at their universities. Um, I've even been invited to address uh, the Ministry of Health in Thailand uh, on behalf of, of advanced clinical pharmacy, and that was, that was also kind of a thrill for me. Um, I've been a visiting clinician. Right as the COVID pandemic started, I was actually flying back from 
the United Arab Emirates, where um, I was serving as a visiting clinician uh, in two of their hospitals there. I've been uh, a guest lecturer during COVID, so giving talks for international conferences, you know, virtually from, from the US. And I've also, uh, prior to COVID, I served as a host preceptor. So visiting, uh, either visiting clinicians or visiting residents or students that have come to America, um, I've hosted them here at our university hospital. So that just gives you kind of a, an example of the many ways that I've interacted at the international level. So you're also involved in the U.S. Thai Consortium for the Development of Pharmacy Education in Thailand. Can you tell us a little bit more about this program, uh, your role, and how you got involved in this consortium? Sure. Uh, so if you're not familiar with the U.S. Thai Pharmacy Consortium, uh, it's a really wonderful uh, enterprise. So if you go to the, I believe it's the April 2020 issue of the Journal of the American College of Clinical Pharmacy, there is a great article about the entire U.S. Uh, Thai consortium. The lead author is Surikit uh, Nathisuan, and that really sums up a lot of it, but I'll give you kind of the shorter version. Uh, so back in the 1990s, the Thai government wanted to improve healthcare in their country. And when they looked around and looked for ideal models of pharmacy care, they saw that the American model was, in their minds, you know, superior. And I think many in the U.S. would, would probably tend to agree that our clinical pharmacy uh, model is probably the leader in the world. Uh, now, there are some amazing things being done by other um, countries and other individuals in countries, but I think we probably have the largest well-established clinical pharmacy um, program or, or programs, I should say. But anyway, the, the Thai government invested heavily in mimicking the U.S. model. Um, they converted their schools to offering PharmDs. And to do this, they established the consortium, which would partner leading schools of pharmacy in America with the schools of pharmacy in Thailand to develop clinicians and future faculty and clinicians for Thailand. So people would come over to the U.S. and train, and then they would go back and establish similar practices and education in Thailand. And, uh, you know, this has gone on for quite a while. It's been very successful. Uh, right now, I believe the last count, the membership in the consortium, which is somewhat restricted on the U.S. side, but it involves all of the schools of pharmacy in Thailand. So there's roughly about 19. Some of those are private and public. And then there are 17, I believe, active U.S. schools that are members of this consortium. You know, we've had some really great relationships with our partners in Thailand. My, how I got involved in it, uh, West Virginia University was accepted into the consortium as one of the U.S. schools. So we had a number of partnerships that we were involved with, visiting faculty, visiting residents, and we had exchanges with students as well. And because I'm our school's international liaison, global affairs liaison, uh, I became the representative for the school to the U.S. Thai Consortium. And we typically have meetings every other year and they rotate in the U.S. and in Thailand and really getting to, to meet the folks from Thailand and even the other U.S. schools. Uh, we really learned so much about how we can even improve our own programs, you know, let alone helping individuals from Thailand. So it's just been a great experience. 
So I like that you talk about you learn from each other and you've had multiple experiences with, you know, other ministries of health and you've had to, you know, consult with other hospitals. What have been the unique leadership considerations when working with international organizations and what have been your lessons learned while working on the international stage? Yeah. So, you know, leadership, as I talked to you before we started the podcast, when you're doing a lot of these international things, you know, a lot of people, it's really kind of a small L leadership when you're talking about individuals participating in international activities. Sometimes there are, you know, big L elected official, official kinds of leadership roles in international uh, pharmacy. But I think there's so much, you know, where what just any pharmacist can be active in at some level with international pharmacy. And the things that I think that can prepare individuals is, I think it, it's beneficial if you have a lot of experience working with international people, international pharmacists from other countries, even in your own country, by having a lot of experiences, getting to know what it's like in their country before you ever go to those other countries. And the reason I say that is you really want to understand the perspectives of the local people, know their taboos, know expectations that people have when they go into a, a profession like pharmacy in those other countries. Their perspectives can be quite different than individuals that are training here in the U.S. You know, the barriers that they have to deal with uh, can be more challenging. And, and that could be if they're going to practice in their native country or if they would like to even someday come to our country to practice. So you really have to get to, to talking with individuals from other countries to really learn a lot about those perspectives, learn about their culture, look at some you know, YouTube videos, read books, find out about the things you know that are important to those countries, if there are any cultural uh, norms that you have to uh, make sure that you don't offend anyone or, or create any kind of international incident. Uh, and you might think that that sounds like, oh, you know, I, I know the basics and I'm not going to go over there and offend anyone. But, you know, I have been on, on missions and, and trips with individuals and I've seen people kind of create really uncomfortable, awkward situations. So you really want to make sure that you invest in learning about any culture before you would visit it or interact with those individuals, uh, because it could actually, you know, put kind of a wet blanket on your interactions with, with those other uh, players from those other countries. Uh, another thing I guess I would add is know that, you know, if you go to another country on an official kind of visit, you know, let's say you're invited to uh, be a consultant or give a series of lectures at a college of pharmacy, uh, it's very common sometimes for different cultures that small gift exchanges, you know, just token gifts really are something that are very consistent. Uh, some countries even recently were doing business card exchanges and, you know, knowing how to present a business card. You don't just, you know, kind of whip it and throw it at them. Uh, so there are some, there are some unique things with how you interact with individuals. Also things about, you know, shaking hands making sure you don't touch certain people. You know, there are a lot of those things you have to think about as well. You know, I definitely feel like uh, cultural competency is definitely one of those things that is, uh, can always be difficult to navigate. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what recommendations do you have for listeners who are interested in working in pharmacy internationally? 
Okay, well, let's assume, you know, a lot of people are, are asking because they, they would like to, they like international, or maybe they've traveled a lot and they've liked it and they want to tie it in with their, their career in pharmacy. Uh, I think the easiest way for a lot of people to get engaged and a lot of people that are interested in this have probably done this already as a student, and that is to get involved in, you know, international experiences such as mission work. There are so many people that have done mission work, and, and it's a proud thing that I see when, when I see a lot of CVs come across my desk of, you know, students and residents and, and other individuals, how many people from America go and help underserved in other countries. Uh, and there are a lot of opportunities to do mission work, and there are many organizations. Just make sure that you're finding one that is reliable, that it's a legitimate organization, that, that they're doing a good work. A lot of times they can be through, um, you know, fraternal organizations like uh, the Rotary Club, international Rotary Clubs, or various churches. Uh, you can find a lot of ways to do, to do uh, some work that way. And that's really some meaningful work. Um, and the more you kind of do those things and have some of that international experience, it, it can actually set you up to do some more consulting because you've had those experiences uh, in those countries and you make contacts when you're in those other countries. So that can be really helpful. Uh, another thing is, is you could host international pharmacists. And one mechanism that has been very successful over many years is the PharmaBridge program which is actually a program that is housed under the FIP organization, which is an international pharmacy organization where, you know, you can host uh, some pharmacists from another country at your work. And a lot of people have set up uh, future strong partnerships with the people they've hosted or uh, the institutions that that individual came from. Uh, a good friend of mine actually just hosted somebody a number of years ago from, uh, from a pharmacist from Chile, and they've become really fast friends and they've gone back and forth and, and given talks uh, in, other in each other's countries. So a lot of things can come out of those kinds of experiences. And another thing you may not think about, if, if the listeners maybe are clinical pharmacists that work for hospitals, I think sometimes it, you may think it's harder if you're employed by a hospital as opposed to a school of pharmacy to do a lot at the international level. But if you can partner with a school of pharmacy, uh, one thing that you may be able to do, and we've done it here for some of our hospital-based um, specialists, is they can volunteer to be APPE preceptors for pharmacy students uh, going to do international rotations. Uh, and that's a really great experience. And you know, if you can get the time off from you know, your work, if we're assuming that you work for a hospital, uh, to serve as a preceptor in another country for an affiliated school students. Uh, that's another great way to uh, get involved. And then, you know, lastly, I would just say, uh, do the best you can at your job. And oftentimes, you know, opportunities will present themselves. You know, if you're doing great research, uh, you may get invited to present your research at the international level. So there's a lot of things that can lead to a bigger role internationally. And, and these are just some ideas. So uh, Vicki, of course, I would, I'll ask you if you have any other things that you'd like me to, to uh, comment on. 
No, Doug, that was great. Thank you so much. And really, that's kind of all the time we have today for today's episode. Um, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to uh, talk with us about this and find more member-exclusive content, including resources for self-development, leading pharmacy enterprises and teams, and practice management on the ASHP website. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to subscribe to the ASHP Official Podcast. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.